0: Start preaching, <laughs> and uh, I thought, "No, I love that song. I'm, I'm thankful. I like music. I like singing and playing music, and listen to music be played, especially when it's about the Lord and what He's done for us." Genesis twenty-six. Um, just as an announcement, the Iversons have a new grandbaby. And Lisa's got a new grandbaby. My friend Rick's going to have a new grandbaby here soon because Hannah is going to have a baby. That's a precious thing. Um, The Lord gives life. He gives life. And sometimes if He takes one away before it's born or when it's very young, the Lord gave you a believer in your family. The Lord gave us a believer one time, didn't He? It's a precious thing. Precious thing. A lot of babies going around. I love holding babies. I always told Jaylee, I held you like a football. We did everything around that house. We could <laughs> hang doors or whatever. Got a little baby. Makes me sleepy. I don't know why. Um, Lord Will and Frank will be out here next week. Frank Tate will be here to preach for you Sunday. Pray for him as he able. And hope he makes it. All right, Genesis 26. There isn't much about this chapter if you want to go read and study from faithful people on this passage of Scripture, on this chapter. There's not much to listen to if you want to go listen to a good message by a faithful man on this chapter. There's not much. We know some things. There's some facts you can learn. Isaac lived about 180 years. That's more than Abraham. That's more than Jacob, but very little is written about him. But basically, we got this chapter, a couple mentions here and there. Some scholars say that that's because he didn't have many big adventures like Abraham and Jacob. He didn't have great exploits and wonderful tales to tell tale of. But we get the bulk of the info about Isaac in this chapter. We may not be much written may not be much for him to brag about or us to brag about, but God says he is the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. He set those three apart and he used all three for our good and our benefit. So we ought to, ought to look at it. Though he was a great picture and became great in this world, many other great men were types of Christ, weren't they? Isaac prayed for Rebecca. He waited patiently on the Lord till his bride was brought to him. And he loved her. And she was spared. And he prayed that God put life in her. And he did. Oh, what a beautiful picture of our Lord Jesus Christ, our great husbandman, our kinsman redeemer. Many men in the scriptures were mighty and noble. Abraham was, Isaac was, Jacob was, Boaz was, David, Solomon. The apostles—they may not have had a lot of possessions, but boy, they had a, a, a great and might and understanding. The Lord gave some of them powers, didn't He? Even you and me—we may have things great and understanding, great in possession. We got more. The poorest, some of the poor people in this nation have it leaps and bounds above wealthy people in other nations. Our poor has it made compared to the rest of the world. We have a lot of stuff, but they were only men. I'm only a man. You are only a child of Adam outside of Christ. That's it. Abraham was a sinner saved by the graciousness of God in spite of himself. David was a sinner saved by God's grace in spite of himself. The apostles, you meet, nobody's earned it. How many people in San Diego County deserve to be saved? That's why I say there's a great revival right now in this room. (laughs) I I was talking to a man about a congregation that's not very big. And I said two angels were sent from heaven to get Lot, his wife, and two children out of Sodom. So if I preach to eight people, I have twice the responsibility that those angels did. It's a great honor, isn't it? If you divide that out, if I preach to two, I got the same responsibility they have, charge of one of his children. That's an important task. All of us are just sinners that needs the Lord to be gracious to us. I want to get my point out first. It might start smelling real good. We're gonna have a big feast here soon. Uh, bottom line up front: God promises life to His people. We don't deserve it. We're wicked. And he saves his people in his grace in spite of ourselves because we're at war with him. We hated him and he loved us. And he gives us new life and he makes us love him. That's its nature, its instinct. It just loves him and loves his people. Genesis 26 verse 1. And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine the same way as it was in the days of Abraham. This was equally as bad. It wasn't way worse back then. It wasn't way worse now. It's the same. (laughs) Nothing's changed. Nothing new under the sun. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. Now, we don't know the timeline because, you know, sometimes you'll read through and then you'll realize Noah was alive when that Tower of Babel was tore down. Like It talks about him dying, how old he was when he died, but he's still alive. He saw what happened. So we don't really have a good timeline here. And it jumps back and forth, but Isaac was 60 when those twins were born. That doesn't mention the boys here, does it? Well it does mention Rebekah in this text. And so we know he's at least 40 when he got married. So was this same King Abimelech that's reigned this whole time? Could he have been reigning for 45, 50, 60 years? Could be, yeah. Could be. The, some say that Abimelech is just the name of like Caesar or Pilate or King. But would you say this is King King of the Philistines? I don't I don't pass, pass the simple test, doesn't it? It's Abimelech. In 15, 20 years from now, I thought this would be, this is a blessing to me, I hope it is to you. In 15 to 20 years from now, if we go through Genesis again, I may look at that and I'll see this mean, worldly king of Abimelech that was a world heathen that was rebuking God's people. But this time we're going through Genesis. I see a loving brethren that goes in and covers up his brethren's sins and is gracious and abundant to those he loves. And so I'm going to preach it that way. Deal? Now they've got to work for us, Famine for Abraham. Famine for Isaac. Famine for Jacob. Throughout the scriptures, 13 times famine's mentioned. The Lord sent it. God sent these famines for their good and for their brethren's good in that day. And you know what? It's good for us. Still. Still. If we got to go through a famine, we got to wait on the Lord through a famine. That's alright, isn't it? That's all right. Verse 2 says, The Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Abraham went down to Egypt, didn't he? We're always going down when we leave the Lord, and we always have to come up to see him. Abraham went down to Egypt. The Lord never told him to. It wasn't pleasant. Pharaoh got mad, kicked him out, didn't he? Isaac was heading for Egypt until the Lord stopped him. Don't you go down there. He didn't say he's going to Egypt, the Lord just said, Don't go to Egypt. He knew where he was going. The Lord stopped him. Jacob, you remember? We'll, we'll go through it. Jacob was afraid to go to Egypt. You don't reckon? You think, boy, he finally learned something. He finally got some sense about him. Good. Don't go to Egypt. There's a big famine then too. And then the Lord spoke to him and said, "Go to Egypt." And then him and his offspring was there four hundred years. He wasn't there long, but his offspring was. Where does that leave me and you? One went to Egypt, didn't work out. The other one was going to go to Egypt. The Lord stopped, him. the other ones were scared to go to Egypt, and he made him. Wait on the Lord. We just gotta wait. We can't make heads nor tails of anything. So we have to petition him and we have to wait on him, don't we? We don't know what's right. It says in verse three sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed, singular. I will give all these countries and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. This is a covenant-keeping God speaking to His child here. If you're a child, I recommend you perk up and listen. I recommend we ought to pay attention to Him. It says in verse 4, I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. It's going to be high noon here in an hour, ten minutes. You reckon we go outside and look up and see all them stars? How many stars are we going to see if we look up? One. (laughs) We're going to see the sun. (laughs) We're going to see more than one star. It's going to have to be dark. You're going to have to go through some dark times. He said, Multiply the stars of heaven, I will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be Blessed. Does that mean I'm just going to be such a good offspring that this town's just I'm, the, I'm God's gift to Hamul, California? Paul told us now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said, Not, and seeds as of many, but as of one unto thy seed, which is Christ. Just the one. A promise was made. The Lord was going to be with Isaac and the Lord was going to bless him. Why was it sure? How can we know it will come to pass? How can Isaac know this will come to pass? He tells him why. Verse 5, Because that Abraham obeyed my voice, the man Abraham, he left his home, didn't he? And he kept my charge. He was God's prophet and he didn't preach another message and he didn't preach Christ sometimes. He preached the truth because he was God's man. That's the difference. They're as consistent as the Lord is. My commandments he kept. Abraham circumcised your whole house, your servants and everybody. My statutes. He kept the Lord's table. Did you know that? Him and Melchizedek. And my laws. There wasn't no laws yet. Yeah, it was written on the heart. It was, wasn't it? But did the man born of Adam called Abraham, did he muster up faith and power to do all these things? Of course he didn't. He was a picture of his seed to come. He was just being used as a picture of Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Isaac, because of Christ, he said, I will bless thee and I'll be with thee. He knew what the Lord was saying. He knew what the Lord was saying. Do we see these things? Let me tell you something better than what Isaac got. It's come to pass. The Lord said, I'm going to send the seed through the woman It's going to crush the serpent's head. The work's finished. It's done. Christ came. There's an empty tomb. He's risen. He's set on the right hand of the Father right now, interceding for us. We don't have to look for one that's coming. We look to one that's already came, who's the victor, victorious captain. It says in verse 6, And Isaac dwelt in Gerar. What did Isaac do when the Lord spoke? Has Isaac spoke any yet? He ain't said a word. God told him some things, and he did it. He obeyed God. And what happened not long after this promise was made, not after his wonderful act of obedience and restraint of not going to Egypt. Here's where we left off last week, verse 7. And the men of the place asked him of his wife, Who's she? Who's that good-looking woman you got traveling with? And he said, She's my sister. He didn't rehearse this before like his daddy did, did he? For he feared to say, She's my wife, lest, said he... The men of this place should kill me for Rebecca because she was fair to look upon. Like father, like son. Like father, like son. Rebecca didn't go into a harem like Sarah did. She wasn't taken away twice, but that lie was told, wasn't it? Sin was committed, and there was going to be a consequence for it. Something's going to happen. The Lord said He will visit the sins on the third and fourth generation. What's that mean? He's going to show up in the third and the fourth and the fifth. <laughs> He's going to be doing the same things that the great, 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 great granddaddy did. They might have slowed down in their old age and then died and they didn't go to the bars as much and go to the whorehouses as much but go to the drug pushers as much. But that's the same thing. There ain't no difference. There ain't no difference. The Lord actually said he'll visit the iniquities on the third and fourth generation. You know what that means? Them fake good acts. The so-called good religious works. That ain't good religious works. It's iniquities. It's when you, what you think you're doing good. And that means the third and fourth generation. All these children, they, they, they watch how you talk. They listen to you when you talk. They watch how you read. They watch how you pray. They're going to be like us. do the things we are. Somebody's watching. Somebody's looking up to you, isn't they? It says in verse 8, And it came to pass... I'll touch on that too. If them boys was born, Isaac and, or Esau and Jacob, and they saw daddy do this, if they got married, what do you think they're going to do? That's my sister. I don't know. <laughs> They're going to marry a good looking woman and then lie and say, she, that ain't his wife. I'll try not to lie, honey. Verse 8, And it came to pass, when he had been there a long time, he waited a long time, he was in Gerar a long time, that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out a window. He looked out a window and he saw. And behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah. And Bimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, of a surety, she's thy wife. And how hast thou, saidest thou she's my sister? And Isaac said to him, because I said, lest I die for. There's a beautiful picture of Ben-Molek as a, of Christ here. He looked out his window of heaven and there's one window in the ark. He said, and Malachi said, I'll open up that window and I'll pour out blessings to you. And what a blessing that is. Abimelech looked on the sin of that one he liked for a long time in this big old city, eyed him and said, what are you doing? <laughs> he rebuked him. Stop. Don't do that. What was you thinking? He said, lest I die for Isaac wasn't far away. Abimelech saw him and he called to him. And I wonder if he'd even left that window. It doesn't say he came to him. It said he called to him. Rebecca's sitting right next to him. And he said, Lest I die for her. How do you think she felt? <laughs> I ain't dying for her. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Not much of a husband, is he? Not much of a daddy either. I may repeat this later, but need said. Uh, he was a horrible parent. He favored one of his children. He loved Esau. He loved Esau. Why? Because of his venison. I love your baby back ribs. You're my favorite child. What about Jacob? Ah, yeah. here. That's not a good parent, is it? You train them all up equally and love them and show them the love of Christ that Christ had showed him. He wasn't a good parent. wasn't a good husband. And these heathens, Abimelech is the king. He's speaking on behalf of his people. Sexual sin was wrong then. Just like it's wrong now. That ain't changed, is it? Those Philistines knew it too, without the written law. They said, that, that's, He's married. I can't touch her. Though nothing happened with her, it was malicious to, and it wasn't malicious to Abimelech, so it seems like a little sin. I mean, it's just a little white sin, is what we call them. A little clean sin. Yeah, isn't that an oxymoron? Mankind's dumb, we're just stupid. No, just a little white sin. <sighs> I've sent you to hell, isn't it? One sin leads to much more. There's an old saying, the match may not burn down the forest, but then again it may. Only oh, takes one spark, doesn't it? What was Isaac afraid of? Dying. He said, Lest I die for her. Isaac was scared to die. Didn't the Lord tell him that he was going to make his seed like like the stars. Didn't he say, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to bless you? Why was he afraid of dying? He forgot. You know why? He was one of God's children and children forget stuff. And we're going to be told over and over, don't we? Verse 10, And Abimelech said, What is this that thou hast done unto us? What are you doing? And if this is the same Abimelech, again? (laughs) Run that family out of town. What's wrong with them? They ain't right. What is it that thou hast done to us? One of the people might lightly have leaned with thine wife that thou should have brought guiltiness upon us. Abimelech, whether this is original or it was a well-taught, gracious second one. They had a whole lot in common. I'll give them that. Abimelech remembered what happened when Abraham had done this. This was in their town history. Did you know that? We know when floods come. We know when how many inches of rain they got a couple years ago. We keep records of those things, don't we? Big fire of twenty twenty, the valley fire. I won't remember that one. <laughs> Tell the kids about it. Tell your your kids about it, won't it? This is what happened here's what the Lord did with that fire. Well, we read back in Genesis twenty, Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants, and they bare. They had children, for the Lord had fast closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because Sarah of Abraham Sarah, Abraham's wife. God sent barrenness to that whole nation. Nobody had any babies. You're going to notice that and you're going to remember it. And then Abraham prayed, (laughs) babies. (laughs) The hospitals were overrun nine months later. (laughs) It was a baby boom. They remembered that, didn't they? Verse 11 says, And Abimelech charged all his people. He didn't didn't do anything to Isaac. Did he run him out of town? They said, "You're, you're sinful. You can't be where we are. They do that, and this—if this is a heathen king, kill him. What's one more? Let's <laughs> keep my people clean. <laughs> Off with his head, easy peasy. Now he rebuked him, and he said, verse eleven: And Abimelech charged all his people, every one of them, saying, "He that toucheth this man or his wife shall surely be put to death." What did God say? This picture of the Lord looking out of a window, covering our sin. He said, touch not mine anointed. You think he's joking? You think he means business? He means business, doesn't he? I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. I've heard people schooling up God's pastors all over this country and and rebuking them and training them up, telling them what right looks like and all that stuff. I'm going to tell you right now, I care for you. Don't do it. (laughs) I ain't saying you are, but if somebody else is listening in another place, knock it off. Knock it off. The Lord's spoken, isn't he? Bimelech charged all his people, saying, He that toucheth this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. He didn't kill Isaac, and he didn't kill Rebekah. He said, You're going to die if you touch him. That's grace, isn't it? That's great. Who deserved to die? The liar. What about them hard-working folks that's just making a living out there in town and keeping their nose clean? He said, I'll kill you if you touch them." Don't even say, Don't wag your tongue at him. Verse 12, then Isaac sowed in the land and received in the same year a hundredfold. And, he ain't talking about the fruit come out of the ground. And the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. What a thought. The key to unlocking the good news in this text is experienced grace. Just like David had experienced waiting on the Lord. If you've experienced God's grace, not read it in a book, not agreed with a doctrine. Oh, old Todd said that. These people say, I've come to the, the doctrines of grace. No, you ain't. You're lying. <laughs> you come to Christ. Then you agree with the different doctrines are of, of, of Him. But <clears throat> you have to experience God's grace. Man's logic cannot enter into this. Theology cannot unlock this blessing. Only experience can. All Isaac said was lies. And then he admitted his fault, wasn't it? He said, she's my sister. And then he said, I lied. (laughs) That's it. He admitted wrongdoing. He admitted sin. I'm a sinner. And Isaac was a recipient of God's sovereign grace. Natural man. Religious folks with iniquities. Church-going folks. Good Christians. Old brother so-and-so. You know what they'll tell you? If you do good, God will bless you. If you live right, you'll go to heaven. If you give your seed money, the Lord will give a blessing to you. He's not reactive; he's proactive. What did Isaac do? He farmed. God had done a work of grace in his heart. Almighty God spoke to this man, and he went out and farmed. He wasn't idle. He wasn't lazy and flippant and just sitting there waiting for somebody to feed him. And you know what? This is in the middle of that famine. Who's gonna? I grew corn at the house and we had some landscapers come by and they said, you know how many people in San Diego County is growing corn? I said, no. They said, you. <laughs> the second batch didn't turn out too good. But uh, he grew abundance, a hundredfold. This God's man. You think that king's going go to go to him just like the king went to Abraham and said, you're God's man. God's with you. Everybody in that town knew it, didn't they? He wasn't lazy he went out and farmed he worked but it was the heart he did it unto the Lord. What did Paul say? Did he say if they can't work don't feed them that is not what he said he said if they won't work, don't feed them that's true now whenever mine grow up and some of them if they won't work and I cut them off put a lock on a refrigerator we'll see but that's the instruction given isn't it that's the instruction given if God's going to bless you it's going to be in spite of yourself, not because of yourself. If God's going to bless you, it's going to be in spite of yourself. My dad always said that. He said, the Lord blessed me in spite of myself. The Lord blessed me in spite of myself. And I thought, like I always tell his sayings, don't I? That hey, man's crazy. Come church with me. You want a good... uh to make eye contact for everybody. You want a good thing to say to people to tell them the gospel simply. Well, one, that ain't your job, <laughs> my job. You say, come here, man. <laughs> Tell me everything he told me. Go to where the gospel's preached. Dad said, come to church with me. And then Dad always told me, he'd say, he blessed me in spite of myself. And all these things he always said, he's nuts. Nobody ever goes with it. You paid all your workers to come to church and they wouldn't come. What do you mean you in spite of yourself? It looks like the Lord's doing pretty good to you. And then you know what? One day, I realized God was gracious to me while I was at war with Him. I was stealing his glory. I was robbing him of his glory and I was hating him. I hated it. And God saved me and was gracious to me anyway. And I said, God was gracious to me in spite of myself. That's true, isn't it? If he's going to be gracious, He's going to be in spite of yourself. Isaac did nothing to deserve God's grace. He didn't merit it. If he did, it ain't grace. It's called a wage. <laughs> If you work, you get paid. You know a good place to go when you're broke? Work. <laughs> you know a good place to go to get grace? To Christ because you can't work for it. It's given. It's given. That's part of His character. the Character of God. People say, well, uh, the Lord uh, will be just, but He may be gracious. That's not so. He shall be gracious. That's His character to His people, not to those that He leaves to themselves. As a man, as a sinner saved by grace, Isaac was a bad husband. He forsook his bride. He was a bad father. He loved Esau because of that venison. He had fleshly desires. His belly, literally. (laughs) He wanted something to eat. And he was a bad neighbor, didn't he? He lied to them people. Could have got him in trouble. He was a bad constituent. He did all this underneath the king that was good to him. Lying to the king. What good could come from this but God? Isn't that it? But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love, wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Grace did this. This is God's grace. I thought of where grace was first mentioned. A whole lot of bad stuff with it in it? Turn back. Let's look at it. Genesis 6. Be good for us to read. We might realize we're the wicked ones. And then call up for grace. Look here in Genesis 6. Verse 5. Just like seeing those stars, there's gotta be a lot of darkness. God has to revealed to us what we are before we can see light in it. And God saw that the wickedness of man, Genesis six, verse five, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every is that most or every? It says every, don't it? Every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually, and it repented the Lord. He sighed. That he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart, and the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created. From the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping things and the fowls of the air, for it repents me that I've made them. I'm wiping everything off the face of this earth. And he can't. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And the Lord hadn't spoken Noah yet. First thing he tells him is like, go build a big old thing that looks like a coffin. I'm killing everybody. (laughs) What? He went swinging hammers. He didn't ask nothing. God was gracious to him. God was gracious to him. Grace is never offered in the Scriptures. Did you know that? It's never offered. It's given. It's given. We receive grace. And we're so spoiled in this nation with our abundance, we think, oh, I can receive this. I I have two of those at home. Thanks. Maybe you can refund it, return it or something at Christmas. Give those gifts back. Or I'll just go changing that target later. We think we can receive. It receives it. That means you get it. I, I tell you, about the glass all the time. If I pour water in that glass, it received water, didn't it? Or a better illustration, when I was a little kid, if I received a, a butt spanking from my parents, which we ought to do often, this world needs told that. I didn't say, no, Dad, I'm good. <laughs> you got to double down, did not it? You? you get two of them. I received spankings. Correction. Noah received grace. He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Well, if Isaac did so bad... And then he was blessed so much. The Lord gave him an abundance in this world. And he blessed him. And he was with him. He gave him a warm heart. He gave him peace and comfort. He spoke comfort to his heart. He spoke peace to his heart. If he did that, and he didn't say much, and all he did was bad, Mike, do you think we ought to sin more? I'm not bound. This earth was made for me. I wasn't made for this earth. I don't have to worry about salamanders up some river. We need to feed people, don't we? God said be good stewards of this land. Does that mean I should take a bunch of nuclear waste and go dump it in the ocean? Well, no. That's done. We know better, don't we? Should we sin more that grace may abound? Turn over Romans 5. We'll read that too. I was going to read it to you. We'll read it together. Romans 5. Romans 5 verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. We were made sinners. When Adam fell, I fell. When he fell in the guard, my seminal head, I fell in the guard, and I didn't get wounded, and I didn't get poked real hard with a stick in one eye, I died. We were dead in trespasses and sins, and then I came from the womb speaking lies. I cried when I didn't need a diaper, and I cried when I didn't need a, a bottle. Nobody's ever taught their children how to lie. They know how to. And I did it willingly all by myself. So I can't blame Adam. I fell in him. I was born of that nation that's at war against God. And I willfully joined in, didn't I? But men were made sinners, so by the obedience of one, Christ our federal head, shall be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. Now we have the law. People were dying before the law from sin. Now we have the law. And we look at that and say, I ain't done none of that. I broke every jot and tittle. I haven't kept every jot and tittle. That the offense might abound. That sin might just blow up in our face. Show us what we are. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, it'll kill you. Even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, His grace shall reign. That one place in the scripture called great grace. Have you ever heard of grace it wouldn't? <laughs> Mega grace. Outstanding grace. People say, well, yeah, I believe in the doctrines of grace. No, it's a person is grace. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's amazing. We sing his praises for it, don't we? Now, if we do bad and he's gracious to us, what's the next logical thing? Paul says in chapter 6, verse 1, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? We're going to help the Lord out. And I'm going to start doing heroin. What? No! God forbid! Now get this. How shall we... And He's speaking to God's people, not everybody. How shall we that are dead to sin, because the work's finished, live any longer therein? What's that mean? We have life. We're not dead in sins. We have life. And that new creation... Wants to serve God. It delights in His law. Nobody said I don't ask people to give. Lord, put on your heart. We talked about this morning. He ain't out of business, is he? <laughs> people say, well, I gave to the church. Lord, don't need your money. Don't do it because you have to. Do it because you want to. All them brethren that hurricane hit down in Florida. Well, if we could, let's lock up and we'll drive down there and start hanging drywall. Do you know them good? No, but I love them. I love them. It ain't out of necessity because I have to. Lord didn't save you because He had to. He saved you out of love. And if He's loved you, now you love like He does because you know what love is for the first time. Know ye not, verse 3, that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into His death. Hmm. Verse 11. Likewise reckon ye, selves, ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, Kevin, you, you give people a license to sin, lasciviousness. Do what you want. Our brother Bill Clark said that in, in England. He said, What's the, the believer's rule of life? And not quoting some old dead fellow, though Bill's with the Lord now. Uh, he didn't quote somebody of old. He said, Believe Christ and do what you want. But you can't tell people that. Why not? If you believe him, don't you want to serve him? If you're his dog, don't you want to lay at his feet sit underneath his table? That's what you want to do, isn't it? Uh, There's a war going on. Not a skirmish, not a mild disagreement inside of people. There's teetotal, blood-slinging war. And you feel like you're getting ripped apart from limb to limb on the inside. Back in our text. Genesis 26. You imagine Isaac going to a Rebecca, his wife. That beautiful woman. You know what that means? That means she's real good looking. <laughs> he went to his beautiful wife that he tried giving away to save his own skin. And then the king found out about it, about it, let them stay there in the land. Why? Because God spoke to him. He knew he was God's man. And then they went out and planted a garden. Seems dumb in a drought and a famine. Everybody else is starving to death and corn's coming out of the ground. Hundred fold. You know what the Lord told us? He said, you forsake all this idle junk and your mommy and daddy and your sisters and your children and your co-workers, forsake them and I'll give you a hundred fold in this lifetime. And he knew too about Christ. Look, at that. one seed went in the ground. And every stalk's got two or three ears on it. Wheats grow and tomatoes are delicious. Everything he touched, put in the ground, grew. And he went into his wife that he loved, that was beautiful. And God gave him that bride. And he was so mean to her. And he said, honey, look, we're in the middle of a family. Every ear he brought in, he said, look what the Lord did. He said he was going to be with us. And he said he's going to bless us. Here it is. (laughs) I got a word from the Lord, and he fed my belly. Isn't that something? He said, I was a fool, and God kept His promise. I was unfaithful, unprofitable, and He was faithful, and He was profitable. Hebrew writer said, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for, because He is faithful that promised. Christ was faithful. Not just faithful for feeding His own in a famine, and that's so. That's so. David said, I've never seen the Lord's people begging bread. I saw a bunch of food banks on a TV the other day. And and food stamps or whatever they call it in California, something different, green, fresh or something. Those things are available. Lord's people, He provides for them physically in famine. We may have famine coming. But have you ever been in that spiritual famine like He talked about in Amos 8? Have you ever been just where you can't hear a word from the Lord and you're just shriveled up and dying on the inside, thirsty and hungry? He's faithful. might be a while when you wait on Him. You may wait a while. He's faithful to comfort His own isn't he? Give us a word. David said, I've been young and now I'm old. and I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor have I seen His seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and His seed is blessed. He said, He shall bless His seed. Isaac suffered for it though. Look here in verse 14. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants. Well, that ain't just a couple baskets of corn, is it? He moved forward, man. He worked as unto the Lord and the Lord's exploding it. He's got multiple flocks and he has multiple herds and he has a great store, a whole mess of servants. Same thing happened to Abraham, wasn't it? And the Philistines envied him. They envied him. The worldly people looked at it. There's a difference between envy and jealousy. Envy and jealousy, they're different words. They mean different things. Jealousy is you have something and I'd like to have one too. I want it. I want what you got. Envy is I want what you got, but I don't think you ought to have it. You get that? They didn't want Isaac to have what Isaac had. But it wasn't just possessions. The possessions made it worse. That got heaps some coals on their head. But they didn't want who Isaac had. He had Christ. Him and Abimelech met for worship. And they was happy. And family was there. And they wasn't upset. God sent it. You got pneumonia. Yeah, Lord gave me pneumonia. He can take away the same he gave it. Lord killed your children. Job experienced all this, didn't he? Lost all everything he had. All his herds, his flocks. All his servants died. All his children died in one day. And then his wife looked at him and said, how about you curse God and die? You think that's lonely? And he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. (laughs) People standing around him wanting to kick him. How could you be so hopeful? You have someone who is your hope. And they hated that someone, the Lord Jesus Christ, who was his hope. Our Lord says, that's why the world hates you. It's because of him, isn't it? He said, Lord, I hate you because of me. And in this world you shall have tribulations, but don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. I've overcome the world. And then they're gonna get angrier. Next week we'll look at it. They fill up all his wells. Wells was hard to dig back then. Didn't have a piece of machinery come out. They'd get pickaxes and lower somebody down. There's well diggers, lowering well digger shoes. It took a long time. And some of those, like Jacob dug wells. And then that woman at the well was drinking out of that well still. That lasted a long time. And then Philistines went and filled in all his wells. They said, We can't stand that you believe Christ, and we're gonna take our toys and go home, and we're gonna Burn all your toys on the way out the door. <laughs> We're going to throw them all away. I hope it's a blessing. Let's pray together. Father, be with us. Lord, bless this time of fellowship you've given us and make us thankful for Christ. Oh, and all the other things you've been abundant in and blessed us so generously. Lord, be with us. Thank you for this hour. To in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen. All right. Uh, Brother Mike and Trevor, if y'all would come hand out the elements. Thank you, Lord, for gathering us here today, for bringing your word to us. Lord, thank you that we...